Kia ora rawe e te iwi, no mau hoki mai ki tēne ki o ngā hōtaka, ara ko Bestside. Welcome back everybody to the Bestside podcast, it is awesome to have you locked, loaded and listening with me today. This next guest, man, is an absolute ray of sunshine for, for anyone who has spent um, the better part of their lives, or not even the better part, but I guess a, a large chunk of life here in Taranaki, it's no doubt that you have probably won, run into this next guest at some stage. Jesse Smith goes by too many names to mention, but some attributes that are synonymous with those names are happy, excited, stoked, awesome, always pumped, you know, even things like a, a heart of gold, or, or one of those people that you always talk about being an absolute gem. Um, this next guest is, is nothing short of all of those things. Born in Auckland, they're moving down to Taranaki so mum and dad could enjoy the surf, create a fellowship and run their business. Um, Jesse is a man that warms the heart of everyone he passes. To say Jesse is an optimist would be a gross understatement. For years, the 34-year-old has made every person within his radius feel like they mattered and is known for being able to change your day around with a simple conversation. Now that is, a, I guess, a personal touch there because I know that Throughout my life, if I've been having a shit day, I know that I could stop in uh, to his place of business, to his workplace and catch up with the bro and it would instantly flip my day around. That is that is such the effect of this man. But amongst the smiles and the laughter, uh, there's also a story of a family battling uh, more than one medical condition uh, that continuously threatens the positive radiance of this man and also of his whanau. Uh, they've been long at their percent of shaping the retail, surf and skate culture of the little yet excited hub that is Taranaki. So it was an absolute pleasure to catch up with uh, one member of the whanau and hopefully I'm going to try and catch up with some other members too. Um, I sat with the region's most positive man to discuss family, human science, the power of stickers and how religion, nature and a good fucking attitude can help you through almost anything. So make sure you strap yourselves in for this one. We're also going to be giving away um, a prize for people that are leaving us reviews. So make sure you get along and do that. And there'll be more about that at the end of the episode. So strap yourself in. This is Jesse Smith who says, I'm very lucky. Sweet, bro. So I always kick it off by asking um, where people were born and where you grew yeah, up yeah, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So are you straight in Plymouth or were you down the coast somewhere? No, or? so I was actually born in Henderson Hospital in Auckland. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm a Westie. Yeah. Um, and then my parents moved down here when we were, well, when I was about four. Um, moved down here with a couple of friends um, to start making surfboards. Oh, nice. So dad, you know, he made surfboards up there. That was his passion from when he was a grommet, you know, while he was a sailor, actually. was his, So he was a waterman. Oh, yeah, you know? Um And then slowly, oh, well, surfing. Surfing's the one, yeah. you know? And then got into that, board making. And why would you want to live in Auckland if you like surfing? Do you remember much about your life in Auckland? Like, it was only nah. it was really early. Nah, I nah, don't really don't remember a thing? Nah, don't remember. don't remember anything, really. Yeah. Until, basically... When you got down here. Kindy. You know, remember all that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what? I've still got the same friends from Kindy. Me? You know? <laughs> what are your first memories of MP? Like, can you kind of put your, put your finger on it? My first memories are probably actually Sandpit at Kindy. Like, for real. Yeah. Um, Have you still got mates from that Sandpit? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, so still, do I, bro. Yeah, still touch base with them and see them all the time. And um, only a couple of them still live here, but overseas, Facebooking all the time, Instagramming all the time. You know, it's... 
chatting. Yeah, yeah. Keeping in touch. Me. Not liking knowing what they're doing. They like to know how I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now nah, contact is um is big time on all the people I used to hang out with still. Yeah. And with you mentioned like moving here, bro, that you your your parents did it with some friends. Is that yes, right? Yeah. How many of them all came down? Um, I couldn't actually tell you that now, but Stacy Lamb. Oh yeah. So he moved down here. He's a, he's obviously a surfer. Yeah. And he went, oh, yeah, this sounds like the this sounds like the one. And he's a left. <laughs> <laughs> he's still here too. He's still here. He's another fellow I need to catch up with. Yeah, yeah. So he um, so you know he was in the store, um, in a, well in our original little store. Which was um on Molesworth Street, tiny little Molesworth and Gill Street. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even know it's a store. Like yeah, it's like a kitchen joinery place or something now. Um, and just manufactured boards. That's what that's all they did. Just made boards, made boards. And was this from when you were that four year old? Like yep. they were doing it. They yep. did it straight yeah, off the bat then. Totally, it just kicked off. Um, and I suppose the earliest memories I've got from that time of my life is we lived on Ridge Lane. That was our, our family home. Oh, yeah. And I got my little silver BMX. And I'd, I'd bomb down, bomb down, and I'd get paid a dollar an hour. And I'd sweep the floors, and I'd just hang out. You know, it was good fun. At the factory? Yeah. You yeah. know, it was, it was, it was I mean, if, as a kid growing up, dad making surfboards, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty you know? cool. You know, that's like, all yeah. oh, right, this, is, this sounds like a good little vibe. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was there, and then... There's not much money in surfboards. Well, at, at the time there was, mm-hmm. but more and more and more of international brands, you know, were coming coming in um, with their own boards. And, you know, they had international riders and people kind of got caught up in, the, in that kind of, you know, branding. Yeah. Um, still the had... The commercialism yeah, of it a bit. exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and then they more just morphed to custom boards, you know, so... Board, so heaps, all right, he wants to start surfing. Gonna need a big board. Well, you know, you're gonna need a board that suits you, you know, so you can sit down, talk to them, and get the right one that suits you, suits you, you know. And were people not really doing that sort of thing before that, were they? No, so that was, you know, that was a slowly evolution of basically the surfboard industry almost. Yeah. Um, So now, you know, there's not many shapers in New New Plymouth or even in New Zealand now. Oh, okay. Um, It's only more the the hardcore few that probably almost do it for the passion. Yep. You know? Because um, it's very very hard to make a living off just making surfboards. Yeah. You know, I would, I would almost say it's impossible these days. What makes it so tough? Um, the amount of time you have to spend making a surfboard. So something that gets me like a little, a little wild. Yeah, no, yeah, no, let's not, go. Not wild, just like, you know, scratches my head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you get a you get a sparky, you get a sparky in. He he's hitting you about I had some work done the other day, you know. Yeah. About fifty bucks an hour, you know. And at the bottom of the invoice, he's got his mileage and, you know, his travel and his you know, like, I live in the middle of town. I got mm. paid I got charged twenty bucks for his travel. I'm like, Well, I know you live up the road. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like what was this that about, you know? You know, and then you get all the add ons, all the add ons, so you know. For two hours' work, it ends up being almost two hundred dollars. Mm. Dad would do a surfboard ding, you know, almost probably take him longer than that, and the surfer would moan about the price. Yeah. 
you know, like is that there's a different mentality in, yeah, the, yeah. in the service, which is more, which I like that mentality. I, I think it's like that with, with art in general, right? Like for some reason people think that they yes. really like to cheapen art. Because totally. I would call making surfboards an art. Yeah, it's a, it's a talent. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a talent that probably is undervalued. Mm. Um, so basically from, from that stemmed to retail. So I realised, hang on a minute, I'm making these boards. They're the boards that the team riders are riding, but yet they've got a big, massive branded sticker at the top of their board. It's kind of like him, that wasn't right. Mm. You know? No, no, that's my board I made you. Oh, so it was his board with someone else's sticker? You know, so the sponsor, you know, so they'd obviously go and get sponsors mm. from, you know, different international brands, and they'd, they'd claim prime, prime spot. Mm. You know? Like, he's going, oh... Something not there's, right there's there. There's something not quite right there, you know, which is all good. Yeah, you know? yeah for sure. Um, like you saying it to me now is getting me fired up and yeah. I'm like miles away from yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Until so, dead. But then, as we all know, everything changes. So what do you do with it? You roll with it. Mm. Okay? Well, let's start doing these brands. Let's sell these brands. Let's move into retail. So it was kind of like a, a step, step towards, all right, here we go. All right, we'll start selling shoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here comes the clothing. Oh yeah, okay. So it's a, it was a, it was a transition period. Um, along with that, still made the boards, because that was that's the passion, that's the love, yep. you know. Um, but realised, oh, actually, the retailer is actually the side that I can support my family with. Yep. You know, like yeah. in reality. Um, and help then, help pour fuel into the tank for the passion sort of thing. That's right, you mm. know. Um, so still right now he's sixty five and he's making boards, you know, like. That ain't never gonna go away. Yeah, yeah. He'll probably do that forever. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> until until he can't move the planer any longer. Um, so then that basically brought us into retail. Um, and then was, and the retail and the retail side originally just started out at that same premise. Super mellow because at that time, um, I wasn't talking like twenty five years ago now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so surf retail was relatively. Um, new to the scene and you know so basically you want to tip, put your fingers in the water or tip your toes in the water first alright is this going to work is this going to be a goer yeah it was a goer you know alright well let's change the shop around let's make it bigger oh we've outgrown this spot oh can we go to town you know like we're making that next step or is you know Demon Street or you know is that all too like is that, is that us can we afford to go there yep. you know so again hide out a, a store there as a Tip your toes in. Oh, okay, this, this worked quite well. Okay. Was there any resistance to go into town? No, no, no resistance. More, oh, I suppose you'd call it resistance. More um, the unknowing, yep. you know, of the rent going to go up, you know, which means, you know, everything, everything heightens. So there's more risk, you know. So it's that, it's that balance. Yep. Um, so dad's quite, I like to call him quite clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so methodical. He, you know, so everything he does, he, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a meaning behind behind stuff. So yeah. you know, all right, all right, we'll we'll test it here. It was good. Okay, now where are we going to go? And then he made the decision to take a slightly different tact. And for one, he didn't really like going into town and finding parking and, mm. and that that whole that whole thing. So a complex came up. Um, Burger King turned up, um, Pizza Hut turned up, and there was a store right there just wanting to be rented. Can you remember what year that was? 
Oh, what year was that? I don't know, bro. I'm not trying to test you here. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm no, genuinely no. asking. Couldn't, couldn't tell you the year, but it's been about... I've worked there full-time for 18 years. Okay. And it would have been four or five years before that. Oh, yeah. So about that 22, 23 mark. Yeah, well, yeah. you do the maths on the year. I'm, yeah. I'm not that clever. Yeah. <laughs> do we now? 2019. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Little test you. There you go. Yeah. Like 90, <laughs> not, was it 90, 97-ish? 98-ish? Yeah. Yeah, like, that'd be about right. Yeah, I would say you've... Well done. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'll ask Dad, but yeah, 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 we'll try and find it out. pretty close. We'll do that for a quiz. Um, and then the mate made the move. All right, here we go. And... Never look back. That was us. Um, so in that shop, you know, created a shaping bay. You know, so shape. Well, in case you don't know, shaping bays where you where you make the boards. Mm-hmm. You know, so got a special area. Set that up with a um, little kind of view, like a window that you could sit outside and watch watch them shape. Oh, wicked! You know, so you know someone could be in there getting their board made. You know. Um, and they'd say, oh yeah, this is the time we probably can do it. And you could go and like, go watch your watch board them. get made. You know, they're like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. How um, long would it take for like, back then? How, how oh, long? From start to finish, it's, it takes longer than, I suppose the days take longer than the actual hours. Because you've got to do, you know, one set of laying your glass and your resin. And then you've kind of got to stop for a while because you've got to let that dry. Mm-hmm. So it's almost the next day. Okay. Then you do another. So... Kind so people like, could come back at different times and see. Yeah, or well, yeah. more the probably more the shaping was the one that they're more interested in, because um, that was the that's the rawest form of seeing your blank. You know, you get a big blank blank canvas. You know, big surfboard shaped thing that looks nothing like a surfboard. Yeah. And you got to you got to mould that into a surfboard. Cool. So people like looking at that, but the glassing and all that, it's kind of like, oh, I call the dirty work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? The, the, like, the, the unsexy side of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like, you know, so you, you, know, you get all glass on you, and it's, you know, you've got gloves, and you've got all these masks from the fumes, and so, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like that. It's almost like the, you know, you don't need to see that yeah, part. Yeah, the part you don't talk about. Um, but if you really want to, I mean, you could ask a gun there, but it's kind of like, oh, once you walk in there, you go, oh, yeah, nah, probably... Nah, I'll just wait till the board's done now. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you learn? You mean, like talked about sweeping the floors for a dollar an hour and stuff yep. like that. You, you must have been around some pretty adult conversations as a kid because they would have been all through there doing stuff, you know? To be honest with you, I used to take it in, but it was all just surf talk. Yeah. They just talk about surfing. You know, like it was literally just a surf shop that talked about surfing. Yeah. You know, and I was just in there dollar an hour when I was like a little grommet I just thought I was cracking it yeah yeah for sure you know end of the week I had like 14 bucks or something (laughs) you know I'm just like alright balling where's the dairy (laughs) yeah yeah you know (laughs) did the the 30 cent mixtures go yeah 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 so you know that would so but as far as like kind of outside surf talk memories not not many yeah Um, but you know that was I I, I grew up in a in a surf house Mm. you know so you know we'd go we go surfing from as soon as I was old enough or, you know, strong enough to swim and, and we'd be at the beach. Yeah. That's like, you know, and you know, what better thing for dad to do? All right, mum, I'm going to take the kids surfing. <laughs> That's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She gets a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets to take and, the boy and, surfing. And he, you know, he, he's like got the green pass to go surfing whenever he wants. Yeah, yeah, you know? true. And so then when he, um, when you guys are like, 
Because you'd be talking about it at dinner, right? And it'd be like, where are you going to surf the next day? Yep. And oh. then all that sort of stuff. Oh, like, he'd always be looking at the at the maps. Yeah. You know, weather. You know, right, what's happening? What, what, you know, oh, no, it's not going to be no surf next couple of days. Right, let's get some chores done. Cool. Because <laughs> the surfer, like, if the surf's on, like, you got, you, you got to go. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if anyone's got wives or anything or anything out there. <laughs> but, like, you know, they'll, they'll know the feeling. Like, yeah, yeah, the surf's yeah. on, you're like, where are they? You know, hello, hello. Beep, 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 beep. You know, get that text back. Oh, I was in the water. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they know after that second or third missed call. That's right. They, 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 they know. They're going, oh, this is good. Looking right. outside. Yeah. <laughs> so, what stage did your... Because you're the youngest of your siblings, right? I'm the oldest. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the big dog. So, what, at what stage... Did I say youngest? I meant to say oldest. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, what stage did the other two turn up and kind of... How, how did that kind of change things at home? Well, it was more just a, another kind of evolution, you know? And then Candy came, and then Caleb came, but Candice is the, I like to call her the smartest of the family. Mm. She, she went off and went to Auckland, did uni, you know, so she lived in Auckland for four years, you know, whereas I'm just a homeboy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've just lived at home, you know, I've never, I've never even had a job interview, peeps. I've never had a job interview my whole life, you know, I'm 30, 34. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're at boys high, you know, 16, School C's about to come up, and mum and dad got the surf shop in town. But like, you're gonna go sit school C, or you're gonna go work in the in the surf shop. <laughs> you know which one you're choosing. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'll, I'll, you know, and that was like almost my um, that kind of set my path. Yeah. All right, here we go. And then I, you know, so you know, game state Stace was my he was the boss. You know. He's working in the shop at the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's working the shop, and so I was the grommet. You know, still doing the sweeping and the thing. Well, I got paid a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, still on the dollar an hour. Yeah, got up from the one dollar to maybe four <laughs> you know, or five. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I was the grommet, you know, like, you know, boxes, you know, all that stuff, taking them in the rubbish room. That was, you know, and I was happy to do that. Yeah. But if I wasn't there, I'd just be, at, I would be sitting tests. Yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't appealing at all. Which, but, still know, isn't. Well, well, even like at that stage, all my mates were like, I'm going to school and JJ's JJ's at the skate surf <laughs> shop, you know, like, like oh, oh, okay. But, you know, in, maybe in hindsight, it might have been good to go and get some other knowledge in other areas, mm. you know, because now I'm at the, at the different stage where I'm like, I feel like I've come out of uni almost or out of school and I'm kind of like, all right, what am I going to do? You know, so, you know, that kind of, that shop's kind of ended. And now I'm at a I'm at a different kind of stage in my life. Yeah. Of like, okay. And I actually find myself like right now talking to you, I'm actually like <laughs> What am I up to? Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But I also um am looking forward to that, you know, something different. Um so yeah, that was kind of the that was my evolution and then kind of Caleb just came on, mm. you know, and he did the same thing. He left school, came to the shop. It was there, it was there till the end, you know? Um, and then Candace obviously came back. It was just easy for her. Mm. Oh, we got a job right there, you know? And so she just slipped in as well. And she did a marketing degree. So she used to take care of all of our adverts, you know, all that kind of side of things, because mm. that's what she knew. Um, so that's how and she came back on board. And, but she had, she, you know, she's got a lot more connections probably in other, other cities. You know, she's still got heaps of friends in Auckland that she's, Still keeps in touch with, um, and even like you know, I've become friends with all them as well. Yep. Um, 
So, so one of us went and got some, I, I like to call it some brains. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, I suppose the brains with like a certificate next to it. Yeah. I like to think I've got brains. Certified brains. Certified brains. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's the one, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the evolution of working, working at the shop. Yeah. So has it been pretty, like, when you talk about your siblings, or I can see it in your face, like, you, you're pretty proud of oh, their yeah. mate like you you look at them oh, and you're totally. like you, know, you couldn't big them up enough no, which no. Is, is pretty refreshing because i think you know there's a lot of a uh, tough guy mentality and stuff in new zealand like when it comes to talking yeah. about yeah. younger siblings and stuff yeah. you kind of like rough them up and stuff to make sure they're tough and ready for the world there's kind of that sort of stigma there but i can really no, see no, when we, you talk about them you we're, we're pretty tight actually mm. like even mum and dad now i talk to them i actually i actually messenger call video yeah i, I see them every day like like literally every day, I just I just got off the phone to them. Yeah, <laughs> and you've turned up. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, like like literally that's so, which is quite I'm very very lucky in that because talking to other people, um, you know, just through life and that, some you know they don't talk to their father or don't talk, and I'm like, I can fathom that now, but at, at the time I was just like, like oh what like that was really bizarre. To like me. going through school and stuff. Yeah yeah, um, and now now I just. I really appreciate that kind of, I know it's family bond that they created for yeah. our house, you know. Um, so we're, we're all, there's never any, I suppose as you were just talking about then, there's never any beef yep. or any, it's just, it never really happens, you know, we're just like homies. Like it doesn't <laughs> happen or it happens but you're great at addressing it because of your relationships and how close you are? Oh, I don't even think it happens, Hips. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of a, of a time where we've had a bomb rumble. Yeah. Us three worked together for years and years and years, you know? Like, like, like literally, I can't, nah. <laughs> and was that something you think was, was like, mum and dad did on purpose? I think it's probably just them. Because of how they are? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they particularly, well, no, they would have tried to, you know, make a good family, but... I don't think, you know, their goal was to run to get along. It was just, that was just the way they were. So we all got along. Yeah. You know, I've never seen mum and dad have a fight, you know. And and, and hearing that now, you know, from other, like, that's that's quite rare, mm. you know. Yeah, when it looks at my face, bro, I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, but, but for me, that's normal. Yeah. You know, so, but, you know, what's normal to me is not normal to other people. But that, that actually really made me appreciate my upbringing, you mm. know, and... Um, so thanks mum and dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully they have a listen and they, yeah. can, they can get your perspective yeah. on so, see what they agree with and see well, what they're, they're doing they're only just starting to get on the socials <laughs> <laughs> it takes them a while or something we're on the mission to chat you know the camera's backwards I'm looking at the roof I'm and like, they're they like this yeah, they're yeah, half my yeah, eyes in yeah, or, or just the ear you know the camera's <laughs> up to the ear I'm like ah gun <laughs> and, they're, and they're yelling at the phone yeah, to yeah, make yeah. sure you, they, you can hear them yeah, all yeah, around yeah, the other so, end so it's um, but it's good I love it yeah Oh, cool, bro. So, like, another thing, you know, we've talked a bit about family, and you've you've mentioned, um, you know, you used to cane down the, the hill on the bike and stuff yep. like that to get to the factory. You've got a lot of friends that you've had for a long time. Can you tell me about that? where you've met these people and how it's all come to be? You can give specific examples if you want to, but yeah, yeah. Um, most of them on well, the surf. Okay, well, for instance, <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you probably three of my my earliest friends that I still keep in touch with. Mm-hmm. Remy Bint. Matthew Benton and Paul Gleadhill. Okay. 
So we all went to Pukakura Kindergarten. <laughs> oh, nice. So I recommend anyone go to Pukakura Kindergarten, but I think we all turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're all, Paul, Paul's been overseas, you know, he's back tattooing New Plymouth now, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, he did my, did my last tattoo, um, and um, even, you know, I might not see him for three, four months. That's probably a little bit long, but, you know, I might, might not see him for a while, and as soon, soon as you see him, it's just like, I seen him yesterday, you know, and, you know, my other mate, he lives in um, Abu Dhabi, you know, so I don't actually see him face to face at often, but message him, you know, and um, it's, again, it's like I've never, <laughs> it's like I've never left him, mm-hmm. and, and we managed went through a pay, phase of probably six years of actually not keeping in touch, like, and then... This is always all of you, or...? No, no, so just me and Remy. Oh, yep. And then, you know, and then he heard about my, my health issues and, and just gave me a whole, like, oh, JJ, I've heard, like, you know, what's going on here? And, and then from then on, it's just been, you know, constant contact. Reconnected you know? again. And then, same Matthew Benton, you know, he's, he's black seats. You know, he's on the sacks. He's just absolutely ripping. Mm. <laughs> like, he's just doing the travel now, you know, around Europe, you know. And, like, it's just, I love seeing everyone doing really well. Um, that, I like to say that, were my very first friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were my very first friends. There'll be some people listening too, because you know I'm quite fortunate in that I've I've had some feedback and stuff from um from people that are at high school that, yep. that listen to the podcast, which is right. which is awesome because was in such a noisy place. I mean, with podcasts and social and stuff, it's cool that yeah you know, I find it. I'm really grateful that they take the time to listen to what that, I'm that, up to. Totally. But um, for those guys listening, because. Like maybe you didn't, but I know a lot of people during high school they they battle to make friends and they and they battle to maintain friendships or they find themselves in friends that they perhaps shouldn't be friends with. Yep. What I don't want to say advice, but what sort of theories or suggestions can you make around people who are going through all that? Well, I suppose just on on the first point you made, oh, again, being the um guy at the surf shop that's got endless amount of stickers. <laughs> You know, you know, it's pretty easy to it's pretty easy to, to make friends and like, oh, I've got my Duracell, you know, I want to put something underneath. Oh, bro, here's some stickers. Oh, what? I've cracked it, you know? Um, so so that, that was a nice, easy, easy in. I'm writing that down, the power of stickers. The power of stickers, man. Um, and still now, you know, the power of stickers to the young ones, they're powerful. Kids love um, stickers. But I've always, I've always kind of got along with people, mm. you know, I... Well, I like to think I have, and if they go up and they oh, he was a kook, but at the time when they talk to me, they seem like they like me. <laughs> um, so I never had any trouble of kind of talking to people or, or making friends. I just didn't, that, yeah, that just never never worried me. Yeah. Or I suppose, I suppose to be honest, Hips, I never really thought about until later on in life that many people that didn't have as many friends. Mm. You know, that, to me that was kind of... Like game. how you were talking before about your parents never fighting. It's foreign to you. Yeah, so that, that's that's why. So now when I you know think about and you know even some people go oh you know like maybe they didn't have as maybe they were having a rough time and didn't have as much friends. So again, I'm just I'm very lucky, you mm. know, and I, you know, I, I I count my chickens because of that, you know. Um, I suppose I, I believe also that you're you're a bit of a product of your, of your environment, mm. you know. Not always. You can you can break you can break that. You know, if you're in a bad bad environment, you can try and break that. But you you were still in that environment. Um, so my my environment was. I almost want to say the best. Oh, I said the best environment that 
gave me, I suppose, just the, the way I am, mm. you know? I, I don't, I've got best friends that I've never had a fight with. I've never, like, I've never had a fight. Like, about <laughs> anything. Like, never talk badly to each other, never like, you know? Um, it's, so, like, and to me, that's, that's my normal. Yeah. <laughs> that's my normal. Um, so, so again, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's attitude, you know? So I found that I got instilled with maybe a good attitude or um, way of looking at life. Um, you know, everyone has their ups and downs. And these are things that I've, I've only mainly thought about or realised how good I, I had it until kind of recently. Mm. You know, on reflection, looking back and hearing other people's, you know, didn't have it as good and I'm going oh man like yeah man that was I'm like you know I feel I feel for them now you know like oh, I because I, I didn't well not what I didn't I just didn't realise you know I didn't know um, so yeah as far as making friends and all that kind of things and sticking with them I I don't, I don't know. I'm still friends with them all, and just, I suppose we get along really well. <laughs> you talked about like um, you know, being a product of your environment. And you mentioned attitude in your home life. Is there any sort of other things that you can reflect on now that that you can see? Shit, that really shaped me totally. So and, my, and made my, me who I am. Yes. Yeah, so something that always stuns people, and they just go like, "Oh, I, I did not know that." My dad's a pastor, so I, I grew up going to church. You know, that was like, that's, that's what we did. We went, we went to church, you know, and he was the pastor. At that time, I kind of thought everyone went to church. And it was, oh. you, you know, like, because I was just, I was just a grommet. Yeah. Wasn't until I maybe got to high school and that, that, like, oh, this, oh, this Not is, everyone does this it. is actually what everyone does. And, and, you know, and, and I'd tell people that, that dad was a pastor and they kind of wouldn't believe me almost. Mm. Like, they were going, oh, well, your dad's kind of cool. You know, like, so the... the their their the, associations the, the stigma of being a pastor is kind of like... Like, square and boring and... Yeah, kind of square and boring and, like, there's... Like, so when I say their dad's a pastor, everyone's just like, hey... Has he always been a pastor? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he moved... That, that was, that's another reason why um, we moved down here, because he wanted to start a, start a fellowship down here. Um, so that was... Looking back, that, that might have even been one of his main reasons. Yeah. You know? And then the, the surfing and that just, that all just kind of came in together, you know? Like, oh, right, you promise a Taranaki coastline is, that's a good place to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I wonder if people were like, man, we really need a church down there. And he would have been like, where? And they're like, this place. And he's like, break, 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 break. I'd say, break. That, I'll go. I'd say he would, <laughs> you know what? I think he would have suggested it. <laughs> you know, we really need a yeah. fellowship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that definitely shaped me, you know, that just, for one, that just get, teaches you good values, doesn't it? You know? Church? Yeah. Yep. You know, like, teaches you good values. You know, it doesn't say, be naughty. <laughs> it doesn't say swear. It, doesn't, it just says, basically, be a good dude. Mm. You know, and, and, and uh, if we don't go really your, yeah, yeah. deep into that. Your you know, interpretation the, the, or, the, the or fun, what? The fundamentals, you know, are, are, you know. What, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Exactly right, and I, 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 so that's, yeah. Do you ever find yourself in a debate with people that, well, not a debate, but discussions with people that aren't a fan of religion and things like that? Yeah, I, I probably not debates because everyone has their, everyone has their own thing, mm. you know. So I'll, I'll, I'll state whatever I, I think or whatever, and whatever they think, 
it's all good. I can't leave. I kind of just leave it at that. Um, it's not a, it's not a make or break of who I'm friends with or who I'm. It's even, you know, it's it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Because you because you really enjoy conversation and discussion, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all about it. Maybe too much. Um, you know, if I'm at, ask the missus. If I'm at the supermarket sometimes, you know, and I see someone, it's like you know, and I forget. Oh, I'm teachers here doing the shopping, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, you know. And she wants to get it done and like we've definitely had those yeah, like yeah. I get to the soups and I'm like oh sweet there's the bro and 35 minutes later yeah, I'm like yeah. shit I'm meant to be at this dinner party bro <laughs> and I'm taking the food that's it you know so so mate so convos and all that I'm I'm all about it you know I, I, I like talking mm. <laughs> sometimes it might be a bad thing <laughs> with speaking of talking and then just thinking of you I'm thinking of your younger self because you know to, to paint the picture for those listening yes. we're, we're sitting at um, a kitchen bench here and, and talking across from it it is very much like you're on your side of the desk at the shop and I've come to buy something yeah, you know right. that sort of setup we've got happening now is it, is, we're probably like 90% of our relationship that's probably been yeah, so a conversations lot, a lot like of this my, a lot of my friendships and you know people I have become close with and um, have been from the store Mm. You know, I worked there full time twenty years. You know, New Plymouth's a relatively small place. Yeah. Small place, so um, not many guys probably didn't come through our store. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that, that you know, kind of eighteen to twenty five year old. You know, that I kind of like knew most of the people. You know, around that age. You know, um, you know. Right, you worked on Saturday, you go out on Saturday night. Oh, you, I bought that tea from you today, bro. I'm like, you, bro, you're looking fresh. <laughs> so did five other dudes. Yeah, yeah. No, no. See, that, that's one thing that I made sure of, Heps. I do the ordering, and I hate seeing people all in the same clothes. Oh, yeah. So I would make a conscious effort to buy clothes that not everyone would have. So I would get four or five maximum of each style and probably different sizes yeah, too. yeah 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 different sizes. so so that there wasn't i call it clash the codes <laughs> nice you I know you, 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 you turn up you turn up to the party and you look to the right he's got the same t-shirt as me you know and everyone's just giving them stick you know so that was a that was something that i would like pride yourself on pride yeah. myself on that everyone didn't look the same you know because now too many people look the same um you know big box retail stores which is just the way that life goes mm. you know other examples I always giggle at, you go to the supermarket, there's all these empty car parks everywhere. But yet, everyone goes to the one that there's two cars in between, and they go slot and slot and Whereas you, you could go, I'm going to say like 10 steps, and just get this real easy park that you just swing on into. <laughs> like everyone just wants to group and be, I suppose they feel... You know, not just because of that, but everyone wants to be accepted, you know, in another, you know, moving, you know. Yeah, even subconsciously. Like. Subconsciously, you know, yeah. so, so that was, that, that, that's something I always, I always think of is I don't, I don't want to just always park by everyone. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to do my own thing. Um, but. Well, well, give um, us some examples then of some stuff that you can kind of pull from that. I mean, I, I know you don't try to remain an individual, I guess, but there's things that kind of that you probably do employ, or yep. you know, or even some things you've noticed, like the car parks. Are there any yep. other things that you kind of? Um, well, on the car park one, that's quite an easy one for me. Mm. I'm 34 and never driven a car, <laughs> so I'm 
So I've never been there to one day actually. I've never actually gone and done that part. Because in your head you're going, just go there. Yeah, Look at yeah, all that yeah, space. Yeah. And the person drives you going, shut up, Jesse, you don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I'm going, I'm going, there's all these Although, like, I've, I've only been driving for three years. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very similar. Like, And I, I've gone into it now that I've got my license late in life. Yes. Like, I guess I do like park in those places and stuff and people are like, what are you doing? And yeah, I was yeah. like, well, for me it's like, I think I'm being lazy, but they actually think I'm being complicated because yeah. I'm doing something else. Like I reverse park into everything because I'm thinking when I leave, I can just shoot off. Oh, I can't wait till I can do some reverse parking. Oh, bro. But they're, <laughs> but they're like, why do you reverse park everywhere? I just park normal. I'm like, nah. Like, it's the easy pull out. Yeah, pull it and then when I'm ready to go, boom. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just super lazy like that. Sorry, but yeah, what, what, like, so car parks, we've talked about that. Um, I've never spoken at depth about car parks. <laughs> That's what they're doing. That's amazing. <laughs> that, that, you know, there's just something that, like, you know, is, there's the humans are always like, mm. like why do we all do But that? I know, like, just, you pick up on patterns and, and things yeah, like well, that, and, and you notice little my, things my that people take for granted. Individually, um, I got, I almost got shake hips. I, I had a little bit of, um, I got relatively, well, I've, I've had epilepsy mm-hmm. since I was 14. Um, oh, yeah, 14. Actually, no, man, when do you start Highlands? It was about... 12, 13. Yeah, about 12, 13. Um, so I've had epilepsy, which is, in one sense, has shaped me to be a little bit different because I, I was. So one of my main forms of epilepsy was gelastic seizures. So I don't know if gelastic is the Greek word for laughter. So I, I would have bursts of laughter that I cannot, I, I, could, I could not control. I can now because we've got, we've got to a better place. Yeah. Um, so I'll be there and I, I've got um, my mate Luke. We were, we were in, um, you know, Highlands class together and, you know, I'd start laughing and he'd be like, what's going on? And eventually, you know, I said, I can't help this. I can't. And then he, he, he was like, Everyone else was like thinking I was crazy, and he. But I sat next to him every time. Is this like one of the first ones that you had? Is this? Is yeah, well, okay. the first times that I can probably fully remember, and like you know, and some then, someone else like kind of realizing, you know, other than my family, yeah, realizing like, oh, this is he isn't making this up. This is <laughs> this is for real. So I, I'd have literally outbursts of laughter that I I could not control, and they'd last for ten seconds, pretty pretty mild. Um, and then as I, as I got older, it got worse and worse and worse. So I had to stop doing certain things. And, um, you know, because I, I was unable to, you mm. know. Um, so I, I had to go a little bit of a different way to everyone else. You know, for instance, like everyone went and got their license. I never got my license. Mm. So for one, I was an individual. <laughs> I had to walk everywhere by myself. Yeah. You know, I, 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 um, I was reliant on other people to take me places. Um, and, you know, I realised that. So I was like, okay, well, I need to live somewhere close to town. So I, I bought a house when I was 21, you know, close to town. I'm still here now. Um, and, you know, one day I want to move out of here and move to the country and live a different, little bit of a different lifestyle. Um, but we've made the best that we can out of our situation um but so lot, lots of things i suppose by by my epilepsy is i i have had to be a little bit individual mm. and, and i suppose that makes me different than everyone else yeah um but the epilepsy is is definitely a big 
a big, well, it has been a huge part of my life up until three months ago. Um, so, and was it something that brought it on, or was no? They've never, they've never been able to tell me that up until uh, about eighteen months ago. Um, they were just doing tests, and you know, I was doing MRIs. CT, any three letter word, I say MRIs, CT scans, KFCs, you know, I've been in, I've been in the machine, you know, like, 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 so, you know, you know, I do them all the time, I'll be getting tests, I'll be getting, um, you know, and they'll just be like, you know, we just, we just can't figure this out, you know, um, and, but at that time, I was only having gelastic seizures, and as I say, they were only lasting you know, 10, 10 seconds, which, which isn't that long. Um, so I almost, it used to be, I call them a bit of a release. It used to kind of feel, it used to kind of feel good. Afterwards? Yeah. Or even during? Um, during was almost like just, just laughing, so I almost didn't have many thoughts going on. Okay. Um, but then afterwards I'd kind of go, whew, all right, that was, that was, yeah, sweet, we're good. Yeah. You know, and then Buddy Luke would just be like cracking up, like, check out my mate, you know, like, this is for real, like. <laughs> um, and then just through the years, they just started getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And then other, other seizures started to develop. Um, so not, not your laughing ones, your... Yeah, your... I still, they still were full constant all the way through. Um, but other seizures started to come into play. Um, which is when, you know, that's when things started kind of taking a bit more of a downhill. How um, long has you been your longest laughing fit? Um, like going purple, like fainting. Oh shit, real? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it got really serious, eh? Um, but I'm, I'm a bit of, um, I'm, I'm an optimist. I, I think that's putting it very like, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist and I, I don't think too negatively mm. about, I mean, obviously, there's, you can't just be positive all the time, you know, there's, I don't think there's no such thing. Um, but I'm, I'm always reminding myself and always trying to think of the positives and if, even if you're in a bad situation, there's, there's got to be some kind of positive that I can take out of it. Mm. Um, I mean, and just one, one example of that, how, how I, how I realised that, is like, if there is something that's right, right in front of me that I'm just like, ah, this is... I think, is this going to annoy you in a year, Jesse? Or are you even going to remember this in a year? Cool, bro. And the answer is usually no. And then it just goes away. That's right, yeah. It's not that big a deal. Mm. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to remember this, you know? Like, so, so that always just like helps me just almost like, oh, yeah, sweet. Let it go. Akuna Matata, man. Nice. <laughs> um, you talked about, like, you know, things that you you got shaped into doing your individual individuality got shaped, you know, due to like things like having seizures yes. and not driving and things. Is it funny? And I don't mean funny, haha, I guess it's more like funny, peculiar, like yes. looking back on it, how things like that have actually kind of turned out in your favor or have they not even turned out in your favor? So no, I'll give you an example. Like, so, so I like, I started driving late as well. Yep. I actually had a big fear of driving. I was involved in a crap load of accidents as a kid. Okay, right. So it never made me want to be responsible for the lives Other of others. Lives. Yeah, yeah so, I understand that. So, so that I had like a big fear of it. Um, so at the time, 
Um, it sucked, you know, because you know I couldn't pick girls up for dates. Yeah, couldn't yeah. drive to this and that. You know, the boys were picking up girls all the time and going yeah, places. And, you know, and I don't want to get the chick in the package yeah, seat. Yeah, I like the wheels. But then now that I'm I'm driving, like I find that it worked. It's worked in my favour because you know, like say so I I go, I'll drive up and see my dad. My dad lives seven hours away. Yeah. Um, my nana's funeral was um, where my nan, my nan passed away over Christmas, and where she got buried is eleven hours away. So she's right up by the lighthouse. Yes. I love doing those drives. Well, because it's got, it's got some meaning to it. Also, yeah, well, it? yeah, but you know, like, I love the long ass drives. Like even when I was living yeah. in Perth, they do like a thirteen hour drive just yeah. to go check out some shit. And my mates will be driving for years. It's boring to them. They're over it. It's not new anymore. Whereas you know, for me, it's exciting. It's long. Oh, well, it's... I'm itching. I'm itching to get my license. The point I'm making, though, like I'm not speaking about licenses specifically, oh, right. but is it, but is it, is it interesting now that some of the things that when you're younger you thought, man, this is shit, has actually turned out to be. An asset to you as, as someone older? Well, again, Hips, I probably... I probably Never thought it was shit in I, the first place. <laughs> that's right. I thought I'd go back and I went, well, this is just how it is. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily shit or good. It was just how it was, you know? So, and I, I, even and I just made that good. Because I even wanted, like, you would have done a lot of walking around by yourself. Oh, yeah, man, I've done some laps. So I, that's why I've got the shoe collection, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to have a few outfits to get worn through. Yeah, gotta, <laughs> i got to take a photo for those people so they get on the podcast so they can see what we're talking about, too. But, um, because I, I, I know that spending a lot of time together uh, by yourself, man, it yep. does wonders for you. Well, that's my theory. That's one of my yep. hypotheses with life, yes. is that alone time can do wonders for you. Yes. Do you think those walks kind of provided you a lot of time to reflect and, and get to know Jesse? They did. Um, yep. Oh, there's, this is a little bit of a, a, a funny one for me, because um, late, later on in my epilepsy um, journey, I suppose you'd call it, is I I was kind of bedridden mm. for about four months, so that kind of alone time <laughs> is 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 not so much reflection. It's a little bit it's a little bit harder to get through. Yeah. Um, but again, I'd always see, I go, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. You know, that was always my, you know, it was almost my thinking, and that's how I would my thoughts. I suppose that's how I would, I would get through it. Um, so being by myself in that situation, <laughs> probably probably not so awesome. Yeah. But also me and my wife, we say like, you know, we've created a home, you know. she Well, I say she's created a home, you know. she's She likes it homely and I never used to think about that. And now I like it homely, mm-hmm. you know. We always joke around like if, if I just still lived here just all by myself and she was never here, I'd have like one couch in the middle, you know, another one to the side, a TV, and a fridge and a dishwasher, they were old ass. You know, like, no, that would have just been, and I'd have money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I've come to realise that actually a home is, a home is nice, you mm. know, um, and it's more probably takes me back to home life at home. Yeah. You know, when I'm in that, like, back at mum and dad, you know. So we've created our own little nest, you know. So I like being at home healthy, chilling. <laughs> Lots of time just to almost rejoice, you know, like of the um, maybe things that have happened, you know, in the last oh, 12, 14 years. So alone time now is I'm, I'm completely happy with it and like it. Yeah. <laughs> when you were, when you with your seizures and stuff like that, just we talked about it kind of coming into effect around that 11 to 12 mark. Yep. 
how did it influence did it inf- have much influence on your like social time like could you drink and stuff like most kids do kind yeah, of get so their teens and shit I was on um, I was on medication you know from oh as early as they could put me on that's, that's another whole story so you know so on my medication it would say limit alcohol um, I was never um, um, you know some people they like you know, talk to now and they, they like they like the taste of a, of a beer or they get home and oh, I just want it like it tastes yuck to me. <laughs> you know, like, 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 it doesn't taste, the alcohol doesn't taste good to me, you know, like, you know, I smell people's wine sometimes and I get that, like, that, like, that little, like, kind of shiver, you know, that, oh, yeah. like, Ugh. Ugh. you know, that, like, and I'm just, like, I'm, I'm going, and I hand it back and I'm going, you like that? And they're like, yeah, and I'm just, like, I can't fathom that, you know? Mm. Um, so, alcohol was never a massive factor for me anyway, you know, like, I, I never, like, enjoyed the drinking. Um, I would enjoy the outcome of binge drinking, you know, but that was um, that was also kind of a quite a short time of my of my life, you know, because um, my medication started to stay, you know, at the bottom when I started getting deeper into it, you know, no alcohol, you know, you know, and I'd I'd go, oh, well, I got as my seizures got worse, I'd go, oh, well, I better I better adhere to these, you know, because they they would say that. Um, Says it for a reason. Yeah, yeah, but no, but I'd just be at that that time in my life they weren't quite as bad, you know. So I was like, oh no, nah, no, nah, we'll be right. We'll just you know have some real nice mix with a with a bottle of vodka, you know, and we'll just mask that taste, and you know, we're just like <laughs> just a raro packet. Yeah, in the you know. So so as far, as far as drinking goes, I I I, I drank, but it was to get drunk, you know, mm. um, and that's mainly because that's like. You know, what, what, what is he even doing this weekend? And you'd hear that from about Thursday, you know. And they'd be like, what are we doing Friday? What are we doing Saturday? And then everyone would be, be around at the flat on Sunday. So it's like almost like a, like a three-day weekend of drinking, you know. And that's what everyone, everyone did. So yeah. I was just in that environment. Um, thinking about it, that was really fun. You know, don't get me wrong, that was fun. But I, didn't, I wouldn't say I enjoyed the drinking, you know. I enjoyed the hanging out and, the, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So we've been referencing a lot, I guess, in our last few bits of conversation about your last kind of 18 months, two years. Yeah. Um, let's dive into that. So what oh, happened? Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, so my epilepsy started getting worse and worse and worse. My laughing fit started getting worse and worse and worse um, probably four or five years ago is when things really took a... Uh, a, a drastic change, you know, so it was always getting worse, getting worse, but I started having other seizures. Um, I mean, just t- taking it back maybe just a, a few more years ago, mm. um, one of my very first ones, as I, well, I didn't really know I was having them, was I'd, I'd wake up in the morning and my cheeks would be like all just cut up and raw, and I'd, and I'd be like, to mum and dad, I'd be like, there's something like there's something going on. I was having these weird dreams last night that my head was just turning and I just couldn't stop it. And then in the morning I'd be like, my mouth's all raw. No, and at that time I just I just couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, and then it wasn't until a buddy came and stayed, um, that you know he he runs up. I live down in this little kind of apartmenty thing down the bottom, and then he he ran upstairs going, she's having a seizure, she's having a seizure. So it took actually me. I probably had three of those at night, so I was having nocturnal grand males, 
um, without, I didn't actually realise that I was having those because I was just used to my gelastic seizures, you know, I was, that's just what I, that was my seizure. Um, and then, boom, grandma, you know, mates running upstairs going, Jesse's having seizures, Jesse's having seizures, and mum and dad were just like going, what, oh man, like, trying to fathom it all, you know? Um, and then, so then I, they put me on another medication, you know, to try and stop that. Um, that would work for a little while, and then I'd get another kind of seizure come in, you know, I'd have absent seizures, which would be like, so right now, heaps, I'd be talking to you, and then I'd stay exactly like this, but you'd just see that I'm not looking at you, I'm looking right through you, and it's just like, you're not there, and I'd just go white, and then I'd just start sweating, and then I'd come come out of it, so that would last probably 30 seconds to a minute, and then I'd come out of it, and I'd be like, something something's happened, eh, something weird's happened, and they'd be like, bro, you've been like, you just had an absent, you know, but, and I'd just be trying, it would take me about 20 minutes to half an hour to get to that spot that I remembered just before I had the absence. Mm. So I was literally, I had the absence seizure for probably, you know, a minute of it, but I wouldn't kind of come to or remember anything before. But the hangover that. of it would last the about that's probably, an hour. That's probably a good, a good um, word for it, yeah. So then, you know, so then they started to come and then I started getting auras so aura is like a feeling that would come through me and i would be like i'm about to have a seizure about to have one and then it would just kind of turn into a more of a head fainty weird feeling you know almost like the fainting feeling but it just wouldn't leave me and it was just there and then that would drop off so that there i wouldn't lose any memory or anything it would just be like oh man that was it was weird, you know, like it was weird. And then I'd, I'd have another one that started um, evolving called a, um, uh, called them flashes. So before I was I'd about to have a seizure, I'd get about a uh, five second warning, you know, where I'd be like, okay, well, something's about to happen here. But I was getting flashes and it was, I call it going to the other side. So I'd, I'd get my little warnings to my seizures and then, you know, sometimes I'd go to the other side, and these ones here were like, when I say other side, go to the seizure side. Yeah, yeah. And then these ones here, I'd be like, I'm about to go, I'm about to go, and I'd literally feel myself go, woof, like go into that stage and then just come out of it. So it's like a, I call them flashes. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, like woof, and then I'd be like, man, I was about to go to the other side then, man. Like, you know, like I was seconds away from, not being here. <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm thinking of like a, a roller coaster ride, you know, when you hit those corners. Oh, you're right, like about yeah. to, but you think you're going to get thrown out. Yeah, or, or, or the feeling of, you know, we're at the top, we're at the top, and that, 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 that kind of lunging feeling that goes through your body, you know, like for real. That's probably that's, that's a good way of um, explaining it. Um, so they just started getting worse and worse. I honestly worse. didn't know there were so many fucking types of seizures, bro. No, well, most, most people most probably people don't. don't. No, no, that's right. Um, yeah, there's not just one type of seizure. Well, and even just the broad umbrella of epilepsy is so broad, mm. you know? So what, what the root of my problem is, which they, they, could, they, didn't, they couldn't tell me for years and years and years, not up until about three years ago, 
um, that they sent all my um, CTs and that scans around the... I, I basically reached the end of New Zealand health system. You know, everyone was just like, oh, we, we just don't know, you know. Um, we, just, we just can't figure you out. And then they sent my scans and that out to the world, you know, to all these neurologist doctors, like, all right, does anyone, anyone know what's going on here? And doctor, prof- actually, Professor Regis, and I'm actually, I was, I was going to the next level, um, he's like, oh no, he's got a hematoma in there. So he could, because that's what he deals with in the brain, he could just, you know, for me looking at it, he showed me, and I'm still just like, oh, where? Where? But, you know, to him that was just like, bing, yeah, yeah, just like, no, oh, bro, no, nah, just here, you know. Um, so that, that was when I officially got diagnosed with hypomorphatic hematoma. Which is? So hypomorphatic is the part of the brain, which is at the stem, and it's kind of like, it's your control centre. Um, so it controls laughter <laughs> um, and all your brain continuities and functions and things like that. Um, so I had a hematoma in there, which is the root of what all my problems were. But the hematoma must have been um, slowly growing or just affecting, as I was growing older, just affecting the signals. Because you know, it's basically signals, you know, your brain's just sending signals, you know, you twinkle your hands like this. Mm. Your brain's told your hands to do this, you mm. know, so there's a signal going, turn your hands. I was basically getting a <laughs> zap signal going, have a seizure, but, but you know, kind of thing. Um, so, with it controlling the, sorry to cut you off there, no, but I just no, want no, to, before man. I forget, with it controlling like your, your laughter and stuff like that, is there any, yep. well, not controlling, but having an influence yep. uh, over your laughter and stuff, is there any evidence to suggest that, because you're a pretty, pretty positive dude. Did that contribute to, is there any evidence that suggested that, as well as obviously you've mentioned the shaping, but that that contributes to, I guess, your overall general um, happy attitude or anything like that? Um, or not that you've been told? or Nah, not that I've been told. Um, I used to, um, one of the, because I, I am generally pretty pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, so I wonder, like, if a question, I wondered if it's always been there, if I guess it's kind of, over time it's been awakened or gotten bigger or whatever and that's maybe contributed how, I don't know I'm just well, hypothesizing I suppose the only the only thing I could say on that is I don't have seizures now and I'm still just as happy cool <laughs> so that, that was actually one, one of my one of my worries of if I when I did have my operation and that I was I was, I was like will I stop laughing you know is will, will like you know, I'm going, well, I stopped laughing. It was like things going from my head, you know, like... What's it going to change? What's it going to change, you know? Is it going to, is it going to stop my gymnastics? But is it going to stop all my laughter? Mm. All these things started, like, kind of popping up. And I'm, I'm going, oh, it might do. Yeah, and I started... I suppose that was maybe one thing that I was like... Because, again, I'm generally happy. And I was like, what if it changes my... What if it does change my, my happiness? Or things like that. Um... But it hasn't, <laughs> which is good. I'm yeah. happy about that. So when you got, when the doctor said, point, like pointed it out, like, look, it's here, and you're kind of going, oh, where, where, where? Yes. Take, take us, carry on from there. What, what happened after that? So basically they, they found the root of the problem, mm-hmm. um, got back to, you know, specialists in New Zealand, and straight away they set me up for an EEG. Um, so I had to spend, I had to go up to Auckland Hospital and spend a week in hospital, and I had just, 
there's electro things just stuck all over my body, over my brain, everywhere. And they didn't turn the lights off for a week. So I was in a room, you know. And you know that, that hospital light, you know that flicker? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a weird light. Bro, and the noise too. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so they're, trying to, they're trying to bring out seizures, you know, try to bring out the thing, you know. So see, see all right, let's, let's see what this guy's got, you know. Like, you know. So they try and coerce a seizure out yeah, of you. Or, or not even, yeah, well, they are. But they're, they're basically trying to pick up the brain signals of to make sure that the harm where, where that is is that is the signal you know so mm. when I'd have a, um, a seizure I'd look up so there'd be a screen um, up here which was just like beep beep you know just be going up and down up and down and then just as I was having a seizure I'd look over and it just starts going just like literally off the Richter you know like like off the Richter scale you mm. know so and then so after that they're going okay yeah we, we see what's going on here um, and then after that it was basically organising my, my surgery um, which again was a, quite a big thing for me to um, get my head around And but at that stage it got so bad that I was I was in yep alright what are we doing talk to my wifey about it she's like yep this is this is kind of this is the next step you know um, so did, went through all that found out that the root of the problem they found out um, you know the electrodes which way they're going all that kind of mumbo jumbo mm. um, and then seizure was seizure was kind of planned out um, the next thing was getting funding so oh it was in my surgery was in Marseille in France oh shit so it wasn't a, um, it wasn't an easy thing to get to or to um pay for <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff so the next thing was um you know they tried to get the funding for me um who's they uh so my, my specialist oh yeah so that's so you know what that's one 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 good thing they did was they they managed to sort me funding so they paid for me and my wife to go over there so i needed to have a support person because you don't remember having one of those on the plane, you know, like, <laughs> all right, this guy went turning around, you know, he ain't going to the surgery. Um, so I need, needed a support person to, you know, almost like, not keep me undercover, but, you know. Help you out. Help, help me out. Um, and then along with that, um, my mum and my sister came with us. So I had my harem of girls. Had all, had all my girls with me. Um, and so that was, that was also comforting in itself that I had, had you know had my posse with me, mm. um, so then got over there and got into another machine, and that had it's basically radiation. It's called gamma laser surgery. Oh, you told me about this. So it's I hop into this thing. I had a mask fitted to me, so I had these holes drilled into my brain. Into my I, I was completely numb from my shoulders up, um, and. You know, so at, at that stage, I didn't, I didn't, I knew what I was getting myself into, you know, but it wasn't really till I, I was rolling down the corridor, you know, in the wheelchair. Oh man, it's it's going down here. It's it's really, and I actually, I, 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 I freaked out, you know, um, you know, Mum and Candice and. In what way, like you said, nah, I'm, I'm not doing this. Oh no, 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 no. I, was, I was going through it, but more like it just got real. Yeah. You know, it was always. I'm gonna have this, you know, that's gonna happen, you're gonna get the surgery. Now it was that I'm having the surgery. Mm. You know, like, oh, I'm going in. 
they're drilling into my skull. They're, you know, like, okay, whew, you know, brace yourself. Like, so freak, freaked out and not a don't want to do it way, but in a, well, this is real, you know, like this is happening in, in five minutes. So, and then, you know, the last wave off, you know, it's a full radiation room, so you can't be in there. You know, and the last, I just remember looking back, wife is giving me the blowing the kisses, you know, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And I'm, and I'm in there, and then, you know, he, he does it quite fast, you know, obviously this is a routine thing for him, you know, so he's like, yep, yeah, all right, sit over there, yep, yeah, wait in the bed there, wait in there. And I'm like, okay, yeah, all good. And I go, all right, we're gonna fit you, fit you with this mask now. Um, oh, they, so before that, they gave me a numbing, numbing, so I was, you know, shoulders, shoulders up, and I was numb. Um, all right, we'll fit this mask now, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, all good. Um, you know, I could feel the, feel the drill, or that, you know, that sound. Sorry, I'm gonna pull faces here, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know, if, like, if you tap your forehead and close your eyes, you can kind of, you can kind of hear, you can hear this feeling or hear, hear the sound inside, and I could just hear these drill bits. So I had no kind of feeling, but I could just hear, hear, I could hear them going through my scalp, you know, and I'm just, but I'm, I can't feel it. I can't feel it. I can just like, oh yeah, okay, they're going in, but oh, it can't be that bad because I can't feel anything. Um, so I, I call it the magneto mask, you know, take <laughs> the magneto mask on and, you know, you could, you could grab the mask and, and just ragdoll me, you know, like just, it was that fitted to my, for my, to my head. Um, because it had to be fitted slightly off centre, because my hematoma wasn't bang in the middle, so I, they have to make sure that my hematoma in the chamber is bang in the middle. Otherwise, oh, <laughs> otherwise we have a guess of what happens if yeah. they have all the other stuff in your brain. Um, so I hop in there, they slide me in, and then there's two hundred and eighty plus lasers that are circling me and each one can pass through your skull and your brain without damaging any tissue or any, any brain functions. And then when they all meet in the middle, that's when they're just frying my hematoma. They're just like, it's just So I did 48 minutes of that, um, which was, you know, which was, I was just lying there, you know. They said, what, what music do you want? And I said, oh, just some, some nice beats, you know. What did you have, do you remember? Uh, I just said hip hop. I just like I just listened to hip hop, and I, it was just a um, just a station they had on. But they go, oh, do you want it in French or in English? Oh, oh English, please. Oh, like, no, fuck yeah. I was hoping you went French. Oh. That would have been dope. And they, but then the other than they said, oh, as long as you don't like bounce around too much, you know, because you know, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I, I want to yeah, get my like, yeah. I want to get my groove on. I'm like, oh yeah, nah, okay. So then I go, oh no, maybe something more smoothing, soothing. <laughs> So they chuck some more soothing stuff in there because I was like, I'm I'm a tapper, you know. I used to play the drums, you know. So like, I'm my ne- my legs like if there's a music on, I'm like I've just got my leg, my legs just um, so so did that, came out of that, and Professor Regis just comes out and goes, we just nailed it. So the amount of time I was in there was a good amount of time because some people can't handle that amount of time and they can only do twenty minutes or so, and they have to go back again and get the same thing done. So go through the whole process. So, you know, when I get the professor's thumbs up, you know, I'm going, oh yeah, yeah, here we go, that worked. Um, so would they have to get the mask removed, leave, okay. come back and get it refitted? So, so that, so this is, this, is when, this is when it got real gnarly. So the end part, when they took the mask off, so I've done all that, I could see 
they do the drills and I just see how long this drill was and it was just covered in blood and he had a proper like proper drill, you know, like a like a trader uses. Like yes. a <laughs> and I just see this big honky drill with blood all over it and I'm just going, Oh man, that was just in me but at that stage it was gone. You know, it was it was it was been and done. But now I know why well, he did it so fast and so so at the start I didn't see the drill. You know, he kicked that like, and then at the end he's like, yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, almost like, almost like showing like, yeah, bro, you just, this is what happened to you, you know? <laughs> um, so he came out, came out of that, in the hospital, rested up for a while, had, I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a case. So I had, apparently where mine was, was, was quite rare, um, you know, even, even for, for him, you know, yeah, he could see where it was, but it was, a little bit rare, um, so I had like ten of his uh, apprentices, you know, other doctors that wanted to be him, following me around. So I was like this like dude that like all these white coats were following around and making notes, you know, and I'd be lying in my in my hospital bed, you know, Professor Regis would come in, and then there'd be like ten other people rolling, all talking to each other in French, writing stuff down, and I'm like. I'm like, are they saying this guy's all good? Are they saying like, oh, that didn't go very well? Or are they like, I'm like, what are these guys talking about? And then, you know, then he's like, it all went perfectly to plan. You know, you're, you're just going to have to stay here for a few days and you'll be back on the plane. And I'm going, back on the plane? Like, like straight away. Going like, well, you know, a couple of days later. And he's going, yeah, mate, you can, you can fly. You'll be, you'll be good. So that was a bit of a shock because I actually thought I might have been here for a while, you know. But... Nah, back on the plane, come home, and I went like two weeks, oh, maybe a bit longer actually, maybe three or four weeks, because before I came back, they were telling me like, you've got to be prepared, it's going to get worse before it got better, so I was like, and I was like, I was like, man, it already is bad, like, is it going to get worse? Um, so I was prepared for it to get worse, but came back for the first month, and I didn't have any seizures of any, of any type, and I'm going... I'm like, oh, I think I've skipped the bad part. <laughs> no, I was, but that, that, that's Optimus. You know, my missus, she goes Optimus Prime, you know. <laughs> I like Transformers, so like, just like, oh, Optimus Prime, here it goes, you know. Like, <laughs> so I'm going, I've skipped the bad part. So then I was like, oh, I'll work a couple of, I'll just go back and just work a couple of days. Like, and then, boof, I just got hammered, bro. Mm. So I did... I did, so that, my, my surgery was last September, so I came back, and then, bro, we were, it was some rocky times, man, um, to, to be honest, not necessarily for myself, I mean, it was for myself, um, but I was having, I mean, this is pretty, I was having 50 seizures a day, Fuck. so 100, you know, 1,500 a month, and I did that for about four months. That's when I say I was bedridden. I was bedridden, you know. So it was it was pretty pretty hectic time, um, and it, I suppose why I say it was more gnarly for everyone else is when you're having them and that amount of volume of them, you have them and you basically go to sleep. Mm. You know, like you like I'm just I'm just worn out. Mm. Um, so everyone else was the people that witnessed all that, you know. So wifey wifey's like dealt with. Like, she's a champ. You know, she's dealt with this for... <laughs> for, for a long, long time. Mm. And so, for, for them, 
that that's probably what started getting me a bit more like not down but a bit more worried as I was more worried about what they what I was worried about what they were saying you know and I was going man this because if I was seeing someone do that I'd be I'd be kind of like freaking out you know yeah, yeah. and then you know mum dad Kenz and Caleb and, and wifey they, they just they just held it down for me you know like I'm very very lucky heaps um so what you know wife would be at work and you know so, um you know I'd get a call f- she'd get a call from from my work saying he's had one you know she's at work kind of helpless you know then I'd go you know get to get go home and she didn't have to always call me and just what you know all that worry you mm. know so um and that's what would that's what would annoy me not necessarily my, not necessarily me being like that because well it just is, it just is like that you know and I'm either having a seizure or a sleep, so there wasn't much time for me to worry about myself. I, I was, I was worrying about the people that were worried about seeing, you. seeing what was happening to me. Because I noticed, um, I bumped into into the supermarket not long after. Um, I can't remember who, what chan TV channel it was, but they came down to the batch to yes. to have a chat to you guys and stuff. And yes. you were saying, when you watched that back, that was the first time you had seen your dad. Yes. React to how he reacts. Exactly. To when you have a seizure. And the worry on the face, that. Sorry, hips. No. Uh, actually, really, it did worry me quite a lot. Mm. Um. Sorry. You alright? Um, and then just knowing that that's what my brother, my sister, and Tish. What they all go through. Yeah. Um. But. In the end, they're super tough. Um, the, the amount of status that um, my family would have seen me have is, oh, I can't even think how many it would be. Oh, hundreds, thousands probably. Um, and just reflecting on that is, I suppose that's also very lucky to be in that tight family we had. Yeah. Um, we also had a family business at that time, so with me being not there, it was putting a lot of pressure on them, you know, like, well, you know, we're, we're a business family business that if I'm not there, well, well someone Who's else there? has to be there, you yeah. know, so they'd always be covering me going to work and just, you know, all, all that stuff I, I, I don't take for granted. Um, so, yeah, that was... That's a, that's a tough time reflecting back on that and seeing Dad's face on that is, yeah, it was it definitely hit me quite hard. Mm. But then at the same stage is, well, everyone's got problems, you know, and I, <laughs> I used to joke around with people saying, well, I'm lucky I've got this because everything else in my life is so good, you know, like you got I gotta have, gotta have something going on, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, Gotta have something happening here, because otherwise, otherwise I'm just like living in this like cloud world. Like, woo, everything is epic. Mm. <laughs> Gotta have something to balance it out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the amount of the amount of times that they covered for me and looked after for me and um, all, all that kind of stuff, definitely. Yeah, it's still when I think about it, I'm just so thankful. Mm. Um, but then at that same time. Um, you know, when I hit my peak of being pretty bad, my, my dad got cancer. Um, so I'm going through this and he's going through that. And the last thing that either of us are worried about is having a business. 
you know, like he's just trying to survive. You know, You're just trying to. I don't to. know if you've seen people have chemo on that, but it's it's pretty heavy, you know, when you see them. So someone approached us. Um, this is another example of how awesome they are. Is someone approached us about five years to buy our business, and um, we said, well. They approached Dan and he said, oh, no, no, we're all good. And then the guy said, oh, well, why do you have your business? You know, Dad's, he's on the pension now, you know, like, why, do, why do you have your business? And he said, for my kids. Like, you literally had the business for us. Yep. Oh, sorry, hips. No, you're good. Trying to, trying to hold it down. <laughs> you're all good, bro. Let it fly, bro. Um... So, you know, for the kids, which is just, you know, reflecting on that, it's, there's not much people out there, for one, that has a family business and are really tight, and have that attitude for their kids. Mm. Um, but then, as I say, when you're, when you're surviving, you know, he's trying to survive, that, you just don't care about that. You know, like, you realise, like, there's, there's more important things, and, hey, do you still want to buy the business? They said yes, you know, a month later, it's all done, we've, we're, you know, we've moved on. Um, well, not moved on. Yeah. But, you know. You're still sewing into it. The, 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 the family's still sewing into we it. We haven't moved on, but it was, it, was the, it was the right time, you know, for all of us. Um, How was that transition? That, that must have been pretty tough too, that, eh? It was, you know, we had, we had family meetings about it and because all of us, like, I love retail. Mm. You know, I I suppose it's just talking to people. Yeah. You know, that's that's what retail is, it's talking to people. It's not some people find it hard. I find retail so easy. <laughs> you know, someone comes in, you have a yarn to them and you know, you hope they buy something, you know, you show them the right stuff. If they don't, they don't. But you know <laughs> if, if worst case scenario I had a yarn with someone. <laughs> I think that's where you've got it nailed, bro, in terms of like, because, you know, I've been in sales a long time yep. too. And my personal belief is if you can remove the ego from the sales, yeah. then you'll be sweet. Like, you just got to keep going. Eventually someone will buy something yeah, if, if you're a good dude or, you know, if well, you just keep making them comfortable enough, then someone's going to come back. Yeah, but well, if you get hung up on how many people said no, as opposed to the handful of people that say yes, then yeah. you start, you, it's your ego that can kind of be like, Oh, why are they saying no to you? Yeah, like, they're, they're not saying no to you. No, that's right. They're, they're, they've got a million things. They could have been going through what you're going through at home, so their money's better dedicated to that. Correct. They might have been in that. You know, there's so many that's, things. That's right. But um, yeah, a lot of people. I think that's where you've, and 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 I think another thing that we we're relative on when it comes to, um, I say sales again is yes. um, human science. Yeah. You know, I love I love. I love finding out why people make decisions they make. Yep. And, and some would argue that that's the definition of sales. Why yep. do people decide to buy that at this time sort of thing? And yeah, well... Genuine human interest. One, I suppose one thing on that, that people have always said to me, like, you're a really good salesperson. Mm. And I, I kind of sit back and I'm like, I don't really know how I can be because I'm just talking to them. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not actually like... To be honest, I mean, I'm trying to sell them something, but I'm like, I'm just yarning to them. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, that's maybe what made me a good salesman. I, I, I don't just, 
not pressuring people or becoming friends with them even. And being passionate about the product too. Like That's you, right. That makes you, it a lot easier. You, you loved making people feel fresh. You loved... Yeah. Making people be unique. That's why you'd only order limited stock and stuff Correct. like that. So people were yeah. unique. You know, you, you love, you know, it's like I, I talk to friends who are barbers. Yes. And it, it amazes me how much they froth Calvin Cunning here, but it's because they want someone to feel amazing. I was just going to say, and it's the same thing. Interesting, I mean, it's a, it's a different type of retail, mm. but they're still selling a product. And when they're cutting it here, what do they get to do? Talk to you the whole time. Yep. And if you've got a, you got a um, hairdresser or a barber, and they cut your hair and they got no yarns, I'm not gonna go back. To nah, that's very really. You, you know what I mean? I I, I want to go to do like turn up. Yo, Jess, what's happening, man? And you 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 have a haircut. I mean, I, I'm a little bit lucky because I get to have yarns of the best yarn of all, and my missus cuts my hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so I'll get I have the best yarns. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before we wrap up, there's there's only really one question that I ask people that is consistent through all the episodes, and that's yep. um, there's someone that's listening right now that's not feeling the greatest. You're a bit down in the dumps. Yep. What would your advice be? Um, bearing in mind you're not a health professional at all, just from your own experience, yeah, yeah. what would your advice be to to help them through this patch at the moment? Um, my, I mean, something that I, I, I just always have in the the back of my mind is that. There's, every, everyone has their own, their own issue. Um, it's how you deal with your own issue, um, and mainly how how I've personally dealt with them is through family. You know, talking to them. You know, there's been many a times where I've I've had situations that I'm like, you know, like mainly regarding my epilepsy that I'm just you know, and I I talk to them. I talk to my wife and. It just gives me a, um, a sense of calmness um, and it does help, help me get through things. Um, so that, that, would be, that would be my um, advice is it doesn't even have to be family, you know? It can be just best friends, but for me it's talking to my family and that's, that's what I could recommend to people to get through things. <laughs> yeah. Easy, bro. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, man, like... You know, cheers for sitting with me today and, and, no, and good, you know, opening up about stuff. Yeah. Um, but like also, I know there's a lot of people like me who, you know, I mentioned at the start that, you know, we're not super tight or anything, but we yeah. bump into each other a lot. We have some epic yarns. Yeah. I know there's some other people out there who are probably afforded the same privilege, but they might not be, um, well, they wouldn't have a forum like this, I guess, to say thanks. Yes. So on behalf of all of us, man, <laughs> thank you so much just for being... Oh, without getting too corny, like a light in the dark sometimes, bro. Like I know that if I'm having a crap day and I bump into you, it's going to go 100. Like my flatmates, my, they can borderline tell now when I've bumped into you because yeah. I'll come home and I'll just have an extra pep in my step and, oh. and Josh will say to me, did you bump into Jess today, bro? I'm just like, yeah, bro. How did you know? So, so bro, I mean, just on that note, Hitch, mm-hmm. I didn't try and make you feel good. No. Nah. That was just, that's just, that's just how I, <laughs> see like, Lots of people actually say to me, like, like what, what's up with you, man? And, and, I, and I say, my response to them, I go, no, no, what's up with you? Yeah, I'm yeah. normal. <laughs> oh, this is just, this is me normal. But people, people are like, is he on something? Is he like, and I'm just like, oh, no, I'm just, this is just JJ, man. 
on that note, bro, I'll leave you with the final word. Is there anything you want to put out there or anything you want to say or anything you want to, I don't know, challenge or anything you just want to impart? I'll let you have the last word before I, I shut it off. Anything I want to say in particular? Um, I suppose that, I mean, the main thing for me is don't sweat the small stuff. You know, there's too much, there's too much going on out there to, to worry about little things. Um, you know, Instagram, social media isn't always real, you know. Not many people put up sad stuff on Instagram, you know. Everyone lives these happy lives on Instagram, you know. Don't get caught up in that. And another, another thing I always think is, don't measure yourself off someone else, you know. Like, for instance, like, I can't be you heaps, your heaps, you know. I've got to be the best version of me. That's, that's probably my final word, be the best, best version of yourself. There you have it. If, if you didn't already know, um, if I didn't jam up enough during the intro, I'm sure listening to his quoted or throughout the podcast and the way that his perspectives are uh, on this very thing that we all have called life, I'm sure you all agree that he is nothing short of spectacular Optimus Prime, uh, as he says his wife loves to call him. Now, if you want to win yourself a little bit of a prize from the crew at Backdoor, the, the family business, or I guess the the... The business that the family are now a part of after having sold off their family business. Um, we, we're giving away a voucher for that crew. We're going to give away a $100 backdoor voucher. So all you need to do is leave us a review uh, on any of our socials or uh, any of our platforms you're listening. So if you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, head to our Facebook, Instagram. The more reviews that you leave, the better your chances. Every review will get an entry into that competition. So make sure you do go and uh, do that to get yourself in there. We're also raising money for an awesome cause on another episode at the moment too. So make sure again you head along to those socials and see what else is going on. But I'm looking forward to people hearing that episode. Like I know that I learned so much um, sitting there with the bro and hearing his perspective and kind of where it all comes from. He's someone I've looked up to for a very, very long time. So it was cool to get some more one-on-one time with him and we'll definitely have to do a part two because listening back, I know there's a lot of things that I that I probably should have asked that I didn't just because I got so caught up in the love of things. But once again, thank you for listening. Time is one of those things that we can never get back. So I appreciate everyone who stops in and has a listen to the podcast. This is Hepa signing off for the Best Side Podcast and we'll see you on the next episode.